This is the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Fupa Jones, Heather Heather, Clem Stonestone, and Sarah Zeruthless. Yeah, so we're both having technical difficulties. Yeah, what else is new? And no one else is around to fix it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the hell to do with this thing. This isn't my. This isn't what I do. Well, fuck it. Can, you can hear me though, right? Yeah, I can hear you. You're fine. All right, then I guess I'll just use my fucking headphone audio. Is the mic on? There's no on switch, right? You just plug it the fuck in. I don't know. All this shit is dumb to me. I should invite him. Are you ready? We're just gonna go. Yeah. Hold on. Do you hear that? Do it again. That I hear. It's very faint, but I hear it. Shouldn't be. I'm tapping right on the mic. This is embarrassing. Eh. Now, I'm going to try tapping to you. You tell me if you hear anything. Did you do it in the Zoom setting? The little um, arrow next to mute? External headphones. Select a microphone. Oh, it's using the goddamn computer. Yes. How about now? Oh, you sound much better. See, we're smart. We got it. I just sent him the link. So, you know what? Since we're recording this, I'm sure she'll love it. Why don't we talk shit about Clem Stump? (laughs) Oh, wait, is he here? I didn't hear the doorbell. I thought I did. Hold on. And, you know, I'm real smart at this, so let me... Yes, he is here. Are you ready? Yeah. Lick me where I shit. Lick me where I shit. Hello, conspiracy soldiers. Can you hear me? All right, I can hear you now. All right. Hello. So, hi, I'm Fupa, and this is this is Heather. We're here. Clem will be here in a little bit. You've been talking with her, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I listen to some of your some of your stuff, though. Pretty funny. Oh, glad you like it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I like the uh, talking shit about Billy Joel. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of that, and when Clem gets here, she I mean she could go on all night about the Billy Joel. She 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 loves and hates Billy Joel, but um. <laughs> So yeah, you've been talking with her most of the time. I've I've listened to you. I, I enjoy you quite a bit. You're great. I'm really happy to have you here. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. So you are you do a podcast called Conspiracy Soldiers. When did you start this? Why did you start this? Uh, and tell us a little bit about what you're doing. It's been like uh, over the past two years. I've done it off and on with a couple different guys, and now I mean. The guy I'm doing it with now, he's he's back in college, so I've been doing a lot of just doing it by myself. But the stuff that's going on in the world just kind of pisses me off, so I just need to get it off my chest. That's basically what I'm doing. No, I get it. It's a pretty shitty world out there right now, and it's, it's tough for anybody who doesn't have a zillion dollars to get a foothold into anything. <laughs> right, right. Where do you even start? How do you even begin to get ahead and everything is stacked against you like that? So I don't know, man. Seems to be getting worse, too.
A woman went to the emergency room complaining of strange discharge from her vagina. She was admitted and a male nurse saw to her. As a note, the male nurse was gay and relatively flamboyant. The woman had her legs hiked up and the male nurse had his head under the blanket looking at her hoo-ha. Suddenly, he jumped back looking terrified. Another nurse, in a bout of good-natured ribbing, joked that the male nurse couldn't be that afraid of women. But then he looked at her, fear and confusion clouding his eyes, and said, Something blinked at me. The female nurse is bewildered and ducks under the blanket to see for herself. And sure enough, she saw something blinking. Something small, wedged up a woman's vagina, was blinking at her. It was a turtle. A tiny pet turtle. Tad the Vag Turtle, the nurses called it. The woman somehow believed her vagina was a more suitable tank that which her turtle had been in and managed to wedge him up there. <laughs> Where are you? Sorry, Clem has just joined from wherever I'm, she is. I'm walking to the train. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you had recording on. I do have recording on. I will double check. Yeah, no, I got it. Everything's set up. Okay. So then I'm going to go and take the train home. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, we're real organized today. I'm sorry we're having such uh, troubles. Oh, that's all right. If you, you said you've listened to mine, so you know how fucked up some of my shit is. Jeez. Yeah, but it's great. That's not fucked up. I think it's great. You're really fun and engaging to listen to. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the fake moon landing, but and I don't and I don't want to keep talking. I'm not trying to talk shit about this guy, but he didn't really know what a podcast was. So he was like trying to talk to me on his phone. I mean, I couldn't you couldn't. The difference in volumes was terrible, you know, but he made a meta picture about an interview with Stanley Kubrick. So do you know what a meta picture is? Is it something on meta like on Facebook? No, no, that's what he said. He said, no, it's not like metaverse. And he kept trying to explain it to me. And then after I got done talking to him, I felt like a complete jackass because what meta means is like fiction. So he deep faked it. So he ended up doing a deep fake of faking the moon landing? No, no. It was a deep fake of his interview with Stanley Kubrick. It was supposedly right before he died. Man, I thought for sure that's what was going on, you know? And I'm like, I got to get this guy on. And then he's telling me it's Meta. And I'm like, all right, what is that? <laughs> and he kept giving me examples of movies I never heard of. After I got off and I read it, I'm like, oh, God, some of these people out here that know what he's talking about probably think I'm a fucking idiot. He's coming back on, too, and I'm going to be like, hey, man, you should have just said, like, Blair Witch Project. That would have let me know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> but everything's okay, you with you and him, if you're going back on there. I guess it wasn't, he wasn't, like, trying to fuck with you or anything. He was just... No, no, it was just a misunderstanding. I just felt like a dumbass, which I should. I don't claim to be an expert in none of this shit, you know, but... Listen, every time we set up to record, one of us feels like a dumbass, so don't worry about it. Right, right. Yeah, we have technical difficulties left and right. Sloths can hold their breath longer than dolphins. Hashtag facts. Billy Joel. So, my boyfriend's kid comes into the apartment and looks at a piece of pornography that I created, which incorporates members from the band Corn with the Corn. So he noticed the fat face Jonathan Davis and said, oh my god, that was being printed out on Grandpa's printer because I had two different printer selections and didn't know which printer was mine. I just pressed whatever, like the first thing I saw. And I guess that's why I didn't get the prints that I was trying to print out because they were sent to my boyfriend's dad's printer and staff. This is holes. Give me some holes, Clem. 
Holes. Holes. What are they? They're holes. Hit me up with them holes. These are tweets that contain the word holes. All right, Clem. Good morning to everyone who wasn't digging holes in their backyard all night for tax deductions. Today's dressing code, sweater with holes on a white tee. These guys are A-holes. Throw hand grenades inside the dug holes and bury them with dignity. Plot holes you could drive a bus through, but in a sexy way. Revealing the mystery of black holes. Man stopped me on the street because he really liked my scuff dance-go and gym sock with holes combo. Oh, yeah, whoops. My bad. I'm going to throw a tomato at him, and I'm going to start fucking sobbing and punching holes in my wall. I love him so much. Is that the Joker? I don't know what that is. Dreamcatcher is a K-pop group with no visual holes. What is that supposed to mean? I have no idea. People don't know how to use the word holes. No, it's just stupid. Pokemon go to the poles. A wet fart is good for you. I just had a fucking Barnstable County Fair moment with Carl, so... Um, because he was like... When I said pee is stored in the balls, he goes, Is it really? Yeah, I used to live in New York. In the city or outside the city? Where did you... Uh... Well, no, I was stationed in, at uh, probably about as far north as you can get uh, in uh, Port Drum. Is that up by the northwest border? Yeah, almost in Canada. But you know what's funny about that? Like, where I was at in New York, if I wanted to take a trip to New York City, which I never did because it was like an eight-hour trip. It's overrated. New York doesn't look that big on the map, does it? To me, it doesn't. New York the state or New York the, the city? No, the state. Like, it looks small on the map. I'll give you an example. I'm from Akron, and it would take me eight hours to get from upstate New York to Akron. But it also would take me eight hours to get from Fort Drum to New York City. I think the maps are fucking way off. Quotes from the one and only George W. Bush. One of the great things about books is sometimes there are fantastic pictures. Yet we go forward to defend freedom. So I have a question about the Melody Tent. How's it looking? Oh, it's looking good. Like, do they take it down ever or does it just stay up all the time? They take it down at the end of the season and then they put it back up. I graduated at the tent. You did? Wow. So it's in your blood. Was your view obstructed by a pole? No, it wasn't. Well, actually, in some instances it was as the stage was turning. How many mullets did you see? Oh, I actually didn't see that many. Damn. They're not a country band, though. Yeah, but the Melody Tent is on Cape Cod. (laughs) Who opened for Train? Thunderstorm Artist. He was a guy, he was on The Voice. He was just a guy in a guitar. He was really good. He played sort of like bluesy jazz type stuff. And he did Blackbird. He did a cover of Blackbird. Did Train actually run a train on stage? They did not. However, as they were entering, they threw a bunch of beach balls around the audience. And the audience was, you know, playing the game where you keep the ball in the air. And it was like two really big ones and then a bunch of smaller ones. And at one point, (laughs) these assholes in the audience hit the ball and it hit the drummer's cymbal and then the lead singer of the train had to like get the ball and like throw it back into the audience. It was giving me a lot of anxiety because I'm like they're gonna hit the artists. Where did you park? 
Oh, I parked at the at the tent because it really doesn't take you that long to get out. They have cops like directing traffic. I don't know what everybody has an issue with. It's not like it's the freaking garden or something. So was the venue unusually sweaty? Oh, yes, it was very sweaty. It was moist in there. How was the traffic? The traffic wasn't bad at all, but I went down six because of where my sister lives because I picked her up first so that we didn't take two cars. Did anybody bring a toy Thomas the Tank Engine? No. Damn it. What I really need to know is, did you buy a really expensive drink and spill it all over yourself or someone else? No, but I did kick someone's beer. I was trying to get out of the aisle so that I could go to the bathroom. I'm trying not to step on their feet, and I kicked it. I said sorry to the guy, and he was like, oh, no, it's not mine. I don't care. I didn't knock it over. I just kicked it out into the aisle. The woman was like, oh, it's okay. I don't want it anymore. Like, am I just supposed to leave it out here in the aisle for somebody else to kick? Did anyone besides you wear a banana hammock? No. But John did have a guy behind him breathing quite heavily on him. Did he enjoy it? No. It was weird. Was the breath coming in hot on his neck? Yes. If the breath was a train song, what song would it be? I don't know. I guess I would say Meet Virginia. What did it smell like in there? Oh, it smelled weird. Like there was somebody who was vaping something something that you could actually smell and it like smelled like garbage did you throw your panties at train no i didn't but i asked john if he would ask me to marry him during the marry me song so that i could get a free t-shirt but he refused and then it was too late what's there lots of movement so much movement so how much movement is lots of movement more than some Did you buy any snacks? No, I didn't buy any snacks. What are the snack options at the Melody Tent? I think that you can get candy bars and popcorn and like little chip packages. I want to know if when they played Meet Virginia, if everyone took their lighters out. No, they took their phones out. This guy two rows in front of us, like you could tell that he was because there were a lot of like older people in the crowd like and I'm not talking 40s I'm talking like 60s 70s there are lots of like older people in the crowd and there is this guy who who you could tell he was like I'm not sure how my phone works and he was like facing the flashlight towards him and then away from him <laughs> <laughs> yeah Don't ask me questions, just know your place. In the morning, I'm gonna draw dicks on your face. You wanna talk, it'll have to wait. There is none greater, do what I say, cause I'm the dictator. Jealous hoes are always gonna be haters. It doesn't change my day, so they're ego inflators. Big dicks are hard to find, so quit playing and touch mine. Cause I've got you on my mind If I could press rewind I'd tell your mom to swallow instead Can make a baby giving head There is no doubt I'm a chronic masturbator Girls like my boss Cause I'm the dictator Hit it and quit it That's my plan Don't call me later Hope you understand Got what I wanted Got a face full of goo Thanks for the food Check your attitude Making love just like A.C. Slater Do what I say there is none greater. Swallow it whole, cause I'm the dictator. Don't wanna talk to you, it's gonna have to wait. There is none greater, do what I say, cause I'm the dictator. Yeah, I'm the 
Oh, look who's next. Let's roll. Vince Foster. On Hillary's kill list. All them bodies lie a moldering in their graves. All them bodies lie a moldering in their graves. All them bodies lie a moldering in their graves. Cause the Clintons made them dead. Allegedly. Deputy White House Counsel Vince Foster was found dead in Fort Marcy Park in Virginia, outside Washington, D.C., on July 20th, 1993. An autopsy determined that he was shot in the mouth and no other wounds were found on his body. His death was ruled a suicide by five official investigations. Um, it's possible. I mean... Like, they're wealthy, so they could hire hitmen to do dirty work for them. But if it was a suicide, he shot himself in the mouth. So good on him, because he completed the task. Of the list so far, this one's the most likely to be true. He was the former White House counsel. He knows Bill's secret. They could drive anybody to commit suicide. But usually when someone kills themselves... There's gunshot residue on their hands, although somebody could have held his hands together and pulled the trigger. This could be a Clinton body count. To keep myself off Hillary's kill list, (laughs) allegedly (laughs) this happened. And I have allegedly always believed that they fucking killed Vince Foster because they totally allegedly did it. It makes perfect sense. They have motivation to kill him. A hundred percent. The Clintons were involved saying the Clintons didn't kill Vince Foster is like saying Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Pokemon go to the polls. It's hard because, you know, you just want to believe the Clintons had your best interest at heart. (laughs) How long were you in the military for? About nine or 10 years. I was only in active duty for three and a half years. And then I went to the Army Reserve and the National Guard and all that. And when I was up at the 10th Mountain Division, which is where, you know, they're stationed at Fort Drum. I mean, we were gone the whole time. They're basically the first Army infantry unit to get deployed anywhere. Where were you deployed? We went to Somalia. We went to Haiti. We got deployed down to uh, Florida for Hurricane Andrew. It was kind of, it really wasn't a deployment. I don't, I mean, I shouldn't even include that, but they made it sound like the police and the National Guard lost control of all the looters and stuff like that. We got down there and it wasn't really that bad. I think they just wanted us to fucking chainsaw trees and clean the place up. (laughs) You know what I mean? How long after the hurricane hit did you arrive there? You know what, man? That's been so long. I know it was still fucking like when we first got there, they put us up in a tent city and it was raining so bad that it was on like a low land area. So it, the water was just collecting up. We had to make like pilot sidewalks to get from one tent to the other because it was just fucking ankle deep walking in water and shit. This was in Homestead, by the way, Homestead, Florida. And the Cleveland Indians had their uh, spring training field out there and they had like a stadium and all that. It turned out that the hurricane blew the bleachers into the outfield and gouged the shit out of the outfield. So they're like, oh, we don't want it no more. So they said, let the army just stay in there. So we had fucking pay phones and showers and shit. It was sweet. Much better than the fucking tent city with pallet sidewalks. Yeah, at least you have a, a major league team's spring training site to chill out on. Yeah, that was my hometown team, too, you know. Now, you're from Akron, or you live in Ohio now, correct? Yeah, but I'm not in Akron. I'm up, like, around Toledo area now. Are you still a big uh, Cleveland sports fan? Yep. The Browns and the Indians, I mean, baseball is kind of boring, really. I mean, I try. But, I mean, I love football, though. What about you guys? See, I, I'm more I'm more into baseball. I guess I like the boring. I'd love to get back into boxing if I didn't think it was so goddamn corrupt. I was a pro boxer, by the way. No shit. Oh, wow. How old were you when you boxed, if you don't mind me asking? All right. So when I was a kid, I was like a Bruce Lee freak, right? So 
I was in like Kung Fu when I was a kid. And then I took Taekwondo when I got to be about like 12 or something like that. I got my black belt when I was like 15 or 16. And then I started kickboxing. In um, 1989, I won the Ohio State kickboxing title. Like the recruiters were coming around and the one army recruiter that I was talking to that I wound up going with, he was telling me like, oh, yeah, man. He goes, if you did that, you'll definitely make the team. So like when you get up to your duty station, you just tell them that you want to join the kickboxing team or the boxing team or whatever you want to do. He goes, you just wake up at eight, go to practice till noon. After that, nobody fucks with you. And I'm like, damn, that sounds good. You know, so I signed up for the next thing that was open, which was the 10th Mountain Division. Then I went through boot camp and went through basic AIT. When I got to my duty station, I reported to my platoon sergeant. And I said, yeah, uh, yes, sergeant, I'm supposed to uh, try out for the boxing team. And he's like, what do you mean you're supposed to try out for the boxing team? Who told you that? I said, my recruiter. He's like, we ain't got time for that shit up here. I didn't do any martial arts or anything for probably like the next three and a half years. So when I got out, I kind of dicked off for a few years, you know, drinking and stuff. And then I got back into just regular boxing. And then I didn't, I probably didn't go pro till I was like 28, 29 years old. Oh, wow. You went pro pro. Yeah. Oh, damn. It was kind of an underwhelming career, man. I had a, I did pretty good in my kickboxing and boxing as an amateur, but you know, I was drinking the whole time and dicking around. So I didn't really take it that serious. And what a way to have, like, right away, the military's fucking lying to you. Like, you haven't even signed up yet, and they're, like, lying to you. I mean, when you're that age, you don't understand, but it's it's almost like common sense to older folks like us, you know? That's recruiting, man. That's the, re- the word recruit. That's what it means. Like, get them in no matter what. They're selling you on something, and they got to make quotas. It ain't nobody looking out for you but you. And I don't know. That's just a sad truth I find the longer and longer I go on. So I was like 25 years old and my car was in the shop and I asked my stepdad to give me a ride to work. So we're driving down the hallway and you know there's like the fucking rest areas on the side of the road and shit. I'm looking out the window and there's a caravan at this rest area and just as we're driving up to it, this guy jumps out, pulls his pants down and takes a shit right there. And, um, yeah, I just felt like that was a time in which uh, the universe really gave me a good nugget. Hello, and welcome to Inside the Actors' Bathtub. With the actor Fupa Jones. I'm the actor, Fupa Jones. And this is my bathtub. Today I would like to talk about, not so much about acting, but about music. And the source material for acting. The memories that are part of the sense memory. Technique that all modern actors use in adaptations, some might say a bastardation of Konstantin Stanislavski's work by the coward Lee Strasberg, but that's another story for another time. Because today I would like to talk about my experience with the Benny Mardonis song. Into the Night. When that song came out, I was three years old. I don't believe I really heard it till I was about seven or eight. The meaning of that song, what does it say? It's, uh, she's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they said. Well, of course they said that. She's 16. You're like 40. <laughs> I should hope they said that. But anyway, this this line had a very different meaning to me as I was I was very young as I mentioned at the time. I was seven or eight. 
She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they said. To me, reminded me of when I would hit on 16-year-olds when I was seven and my 16-year-old's friends would just be like, Ew, you're gross. Leave her alone. So I thought Benny Mardonis was telling me to, you know, leave the 16-year-old girls alone. That's it. That's been Inside the Actor's Bathtub. I'm the actor Fupa Jones. This is my bathtub, and this has been Inside the Actor's Bathtub with the actor Fupa Jones. A bushel of corn can sweeten 400 cans of soda. Hashtag facts. You started questioning things in the 90s, you know, before the internet. Do you feel like now where there's information at our fingertips, do you find it easier to find information or do you find it overwhelmingly insane sometimes where there's just so much wackiness that how do you know what's true and what's not true at this point? Funny you ask that because a lot of places you can't even talk about conspiracies, but like, for instance, like on Reddit, They have like conspiracy subs and stuff like that. It's openly known that there's like bots and feds and shit on there that are, you know, downvoting anything that is accurate. And then they'll be putting up like fake posts that is the stupid shit to make us sound crazy. I feel like there's so much misinformation everywhere. I don't believe anything at this stage of my life if it's online. Like if it's on the Internet, it's not real. That's just how I I'm on the other side of that. If it's on the news, it's not real to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't. Well, I I actually include that in the Internet because that's where I get my, you know, it's all if it's out there, it's not real. How's that? I mean, that's how they do it, man. Uh, The key to to deceiving mankind is to, um, you know, give them a little bit of truth and then sprinkle in some deception. And then, you know, we don't even know what we're doing. We got our heads spinning around. You know what I mean? So. That's on purpose. And we don't like to be made to feel stupid. So when someone tells you, that's crazy, you're stupid for believing that, automatically the brain wants to shut it down and and go along with it. A lot of the things, when you look into them and you read them more, they don't sound crazy at all. Things more and more look like deception to me all the time. Am I wrong for asking my girlfriend for a paternity test? Hello, everyone. Can I please get your opinions? My girlfriend and I dry humped about some months ago. She was in sweatshorts and underwear and I was naked. I ejaculated. She said she was in her fertile window and she's been freaking out since. She just got a test done and it's positive. I'm just so confused as to how this happened because she wasn't naked or for even a second. I'm so lost right now. Should I believe I am responsible? I'm asking for a prenatal test, but she's refusing. I got off her as I was ejaculating, so just a little got on her shorts and it wasn't even wet. My mother knew of a girl who got pregnant without intercourse, heavy padding, OBGYN verified hymen was intact. Maybe she was naked? Both boy and girl in underwear. Oh, wow. No, you are not wrong, but be a man about it. If you really love this individual, then be supportive without further engaging in unprotected sexual activities. Use a condom. Have her swallow. Bathe her in gooey richness. All the while promoting the benefits of a healthy pregnancy without the complications due to possible infections. Keep all receipts of any expenses. Then, once the child is born, and before you hastily sign the birth certificate, have a paternity test done. If the child is proven to be yours, joy! If not, then use the proof 
of her whoring actions against her in your criminal litigation case, citing criminal and cruel intent to defraud in perpetuity whilst using an unsuspecting and unprotected minor as an instrument of said criminal act. You will then be entitled to recuperate any and all money and damages as well as gain pain and suffering damages. If she is in her fertile window, then dry humping with or without ejaculate can most definitely get her pregnant. You definitely could have gotten her pregnant. Even if you had not come, there is enough sperm and pre-cum to have gotten her pregnant. Add on that you actually did come. It only takes one tiny sperm to make its way in. If she is in her fertile window, then dry humping with or without ejaculate can most definitely get her pregnant. Many couples seem to lack this basic anatomy and sex ed information. Dry humping definitely does lead to pregnancy. Sperm is present in both the cum and pre-cum. If it gets near her vagina, for example dry humping, she could become pregnant even if she is a virgin. Had this happen when I was 16, now I'm 30 with two 14-year-olds. Yes, I had twins. You were fully clothed? Yeah, both of us were, so it was like a double barrier. Doctor said it was probably due to the material the semen had to pass through. Lucky for me, my mom and dad were trying to have another kid, so they just helped us with our boys. Are you serious? Both of you were clothed? Yes. Can you please DM me? That is definitely an opinion. Ass play. Heather, what's your opinion? Uh, I'm a hard no, but you do you. That is definitely an opinion. Fupa, what's your opinion? What do you mean by play? Like, am I doing action figures? Am I doing Scrabble? Am I doing uh, Monopoly, the game of life, maybe? Yeah, ass play. Go for it. Awesome. Everybody's got one. Play with it. That is definitely an opinion. Jay Hizzle, what's your opinion? I recall my teacher, Mr. Jenks. No, not Mr. Jenks. Oh, God, I can't remember his name now. Anyway, he was a middle school gym teacher, and he also taught us about puberty and stuff like that. He told us specifically that the ass wasn't outdoor and wasn't for anything else. Nothing was to go in the ass, just stuff comes out of it. I don't think he was considering gay sex at all. But anyway, I think it's fine if other people want to do it, but I'm not into it. That is definitely an opinion. Sarah, what's your opinion? I'm all about uh, butt plugs, rim jobs, and, um, you know, sucking a felch out of someone's asshole. So it's a yes for me. That is definitely an opinion. What is your least favorite Billy Joel song? The one that makes you just want to punch him in the face. If you even do want to punch him in the face. Oh, yeah, he does have a punchable face. He kind of looks like Miss Piggy. I bet he runs around and he's got Jim Henson's hand up his ass (laughs) telling him what to say all the time. Wearing his mechanics uniform from the Uptown Girl video. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's my worst favorite one. I hate that shit. I was trying to think the only one I could think of was Piano Man. Then you said that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the worst. Oh, yeah. No, Uptown Girl is awful. Uptown Girl is pretty bad. So I don't hate Billy Joel as much as everybody else does. Although Clem loves him. She just loves to hate him. She loves him. She 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 won't admit it, but she does. She does. It's a secret crush. But I actually do enjoy Piano Man. I mean, yeah, that's probably his best one. I mean, anybody would say that. But it is played out. There's really a lot going on in that one. There's, you can you can really sink your teeth into the piano, man. Whatever direction you want to go in it. Do you remember? This had to be about 20 years ago, and I'd have to look it up. 
where Billy Joel was just drunk driving all over Long Island and maybe Florida, too. And he was driving into people's houses. What would you do if Billy Joel just drove into your house? Like, I mean, there was a car in it and inside this car is Billy Joel. Imagine that. Like, what are the odds? At least, you know, hopefully that your uh, bills are going to be covered because it's Billy Joel. That was the first thing that crossed my mind. But I mean, there's a lot of other uh, musicians to talk shit about, too. Bring some up because I love I love doing that. I got a whole shitload. What about Bruce Springsteen singing about being a blue collar man and then doing a fucking podcast with Barack Obama? Come on, man. What do you call a virgin lying on a waterbed? A cherry float. Yesterday I picked free organic corn at a farm near here. Free organic corn. There were cookies and a few families and people from a church group here as well. It was fun and tiring and rewarding, but I forgot my sunscreen and hat and work boots. Worship sharing. Some issues that arose were fathers' rights and how that tends to attract lots of right wing types and how it doesn't have to be that at all. Divorce in the military. Some things I spoke about were sexual confusion and the separation between boyhood and adulthood. Darth, the more you tighten your grip, the more systems will slip through your fingers. Princess Leia with the people to Darth Vader of the American Empire. I crave cats and dogs, anarchist schools where the children run free. Parks and gardens. I crave a city mostly free from cars. I crave more hugs, more kisses, more communication with friends, more laughter, more cool old people. to take art and biology classes up here. Hulk Hogan is staring at me from above my desk. He has a silly grin on his face. No sweeties in my life to report. Although I always have my libido open. Billy Joel. This is Sarah the Ruthless. I am the reason every other race says white people smell like dog. In Wyoming, it is illegal to photograph pollution. 
when did you get into the conspiracies? How did you get into that? Did your military career have you seen things? Like, what, were you always naturally suspicious of things, or what really spurred you in that direction? Because I really enjoy your podcast and I learn a lot from it. So we went to Haiti in like '94, and so President Aristide he got um. All right, so there was this general named General Cedrus, and he was the one of the generals of the Haitian army. This Aristide was like he was boys with Bill Clinton. Yes, he was. When you hear that the the army overthrew the government, you just you know we we're just young back then. We didn't know shit, so we're going over there, and they we didn't get much resistance. They wasn't trying to fuck with us, and so we restored Aristide back into power and talking to some of these dudes. There was rumors going around that uh, he was doing it for the kids. And I hate talking about this shit because I always feel like uh, I'm going to wind up committing suicide by shooting myself in the back of the head twice or something like that. Well, either you or Bill Clinton will do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. And I don't have any proof, you know, so that was the word going around with these uh, with these military people. They were saying that. Sadrus was doing it for the kids. And, you know, Haiti's a major hotspot for child trafficking to this day. Yeah, that was one of the things. And then there was another guy that I worked with. This is probably like back in 2006. This dude was from Canada, right? Well, he was our maintenance man at the factory I worked at. And he was telling me that the Federal Reserve is not an American entity. entity. And I'm like, of course it is. It says United States right there in the money. You know what I'm saying? And he was telling me all this shit. And uh, he was just a walking conspiracy theory, man. I mean, he some of the stuff I'm still not sure about. Like, he believed in, like, aliens and the Galactic Alliance and all kinds of shit. So he might have been a little off. But Do you mind if I ask, what's the Galactic Alliance? He lost me on that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, can't, I have no fucking idea. Like, he paid to get, like, a weekly Galactic Alliance update on his phone. It was definitely a scam. Yeah, he's getting grifted. Right, right. With that being said, this dude did not pay taxes. He was he was just he was against vaccines. He was again all against all that shit. And like I said, he was from Canada. And I don't know if he was paying taxes when he was in Canada. And I don't know like what age he came to America. He would tell me like they would send him letters and he would just or they call him. He'd be like, "Nah, fuck you, man." They never arrested him. And then they started bothering the company, right? So the big man up upstairs would call him upstairs. They'd be like, hey, man, you got to fill out these, these tax papers. And he'd be like, no, nah, fuck that. He just kept working there. It's really weird, man. It makes you wonder. Like you hear about these uh, movie stars and stuff to get busted for not paying taxes. Like our friend Hunter Biden. Or Wesley. I remember Wesley Snipes <laughs> got busted. Yeah, he was in prison for a while, wasn't he? But I think in that case, it's like you're already paying taxes and then you stop. Like this dude, far as I know, he never paid shit. I've heard this type of stuff talked about where like you can't get away with that if you do it the right way. But I mean, he was working there when I moved back, when I moved away from Akron. So dude was a trip, man. And he got me into a lot of this shit, too. Like, especially with the Federal Reserve, when you realize that our money is being printed by a bunch of rich foreigners and stuff, and then we owe them and then the politicians are, you know, borrow money against them it's just it's just a fucked up deal man it was a sunny day in 1997 three of us girls were in the bathroom one of the girls in the bathroom was like talking about how nobody had uh, thought of doing any senior pranks And I was like, oh, well, I got to take a shit. So basically what I did was I shit into the trash can. See, people thought I'd just shit in the sink. No, that is false. Let me correct what actually went down. Was I shit into the trash can where there was a trash bag in it. Then... I pulled out the trash bag and emptied the shit into the sink. So it had like cigarette butts in it and shit. It was just fucking nasty. I don't know if I was like constipated for days or what, but that thing was like a fucking brick. Who knows how many hot dogs I ate before that fucking happened, but uh, oh my God. So it stunk up the whole fucking building. Like, 
I just felt like, you know, that's kind of my homage to a school. That's how school made me feel, kind of. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm all about paying it forward. Oh, yes, I have questions, too, for that. That was an uneventful night. What happened? Well, we went to see the demolition derby. One guy actually got his car completely flipped upside down, and he, like, jumps out of the car. A bunch of other guys are like, yeah, this car is still good for the derby. Let's just flip it back on. So they flip it back over, and the guy gets back in the car, and then just goes back in, and the game is back on. It was so funny. And I got fried dough, and I saw a psychic. The psychic sucked. It wasn't fun. Like, the psychics are supposed to be fun. And she was, like, telling me that I needed to have a spiritual awakening, and I had a lot of negative energy around me. And in order for me to clear the negative energy, I needed to give her $65 to do a cleanse on me. And the cleanse would normally be $250 if I went to her shop. But it's only $65 at the fair. And I was just like, this isn't fun. I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I got some snake oil in my purse. I could sell you. (laughs) I'm currently on a juice cleanse. Yeah. And I'm going to shit right on your table. (laughs) Did you go on a camel ride at the Barnesville County Fair? I did not. Did you see any camel toe at the Barnesville County Fair? I didn't, but I probably would have found some if I was looking for it. (laughs) Do you think the main stage is capable of supporting the large crowd that Legs and Eggs would bring to the Barnesville County Fair? Um, I'm not sure. I think think that there might not be enough room. Did you win a mirror with Madonna on it? No. Did you win any mirror? No. Did you go into the house of mirrors? <laughs> no. Did you do cocaine? No. Did you see any mullets there? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was there a fair in the air? <laughs> yes, there was a fair in the air. Was there a mili- militarized police presence at the Bronxville County Fair? There were police there, but I don't know if it was militarized. Did you get roach clips with feathers hanging off of them? (laughs) No. No, but I wish I had. That would have been awesome. I remember yours, Clem. Yeah, they were awesome. I got them at the Barnesville County Fair. Did you make spin art? No, but that would have been fun. Did you buy a fedora? No. Did you win any prizes? No, I didn't play any games. John wasn't very happy to be there. He didn't want to be at the fair. We went, we saw the demolition derby. I got my fried dough. He got a piece of pizza. Then I saw the psychic. Then we left. Oh, wait, no, we saw the animals too, but John didn't really get to see the animals because it was dark by the time we went over there. What did it smell like? It smelled like farm animals in their poop. Would you be interested in the opportunity to guest host with us when we broadcast from the Barnstable County Fair. (laughs) Sure. Hi, everybody. This is Heather. Have you ever wondered what I'm like off of the podcast? What what I'm like in real life? I'm going to give you a little story, and this will just sum up what I'm like in real life. A friend of mine and I were having a conversation And he said to me that he'd been on a BLT kick. And I thought to myself, damn, I haven't had a BLT in a hot minute. When was the last time I had a BLT? I don't really like bacon all that much. Unless it's in a BLT or a club sandwich. So I have now been thinking, I really want a BLT. So I bought some nice iceberg lettuce, classic BLT. A beautiful heirloom tomato. And then I said, well, I should also make myself a really nice salad to accompany this beautiful sandwich. So I got myself some spring mix and spinach, radishes, carrots, cucumbers, some snap peas, 
And I get out of work and I say, okay, I'm making this. This is my dinner tonight. And I make this salad, chop up all my veggies. And then I said, okay, I'm going to eat my salad while I cook my bacon. Guess what I didn't buy? I didn't buy fucking bacon, people. I wanted a BLT, but I didn't buy fucking bacon. So do you know what I had for dinner? My beautiful salad and a fucking cheese and heirloom tomato sandwich. That's me. That's me in real life. I'm a fucking moron. Everything is about dick and balls. I'm gonna pass a stimulus. I got one in my pants. Come look at my stimulus. Don't get any in your eye. I'm on the bro log. Cause I'm a brochurist. My stimulus is in my pants. And you'll see why I'm so cool. I might start a podcast. The stimulus in my pants, it's rare and like the bone. Gonna drop a tea bag in your cup of water. My stimulus package is my dick, and it is my balls. No corporate bailouts for my stimulus, and it's GMO free. money isn't real anyway it was accepted by all the leaders of all the countries because they need a way to check each other isn't the right way to put it but they need a way to pay each other and a way to hold things over each other money is just paper and we never have enough of it to take care of anybody here but we certainly have as much as we want to you know give to ukraine and shit like that so like how much does it really matter we can't afford this well it turns out we can afford whatever the fuck we want if i say so here's the dumbest question of the year but i'm gonna ask it anyway Why can't we just make more money? It's just paper. Why can't they just print more and hand it out to people? Here, now you have money. They could if they wanted to. Now, did you guys hear about how uh, somebody did a calculation? They calculated all the money we've sent to Ukraine, and they calculated how many citizens they have. It came out to $3,000 per citizen. When Maui, Lahaina, down in Maui, caught on fire, it was $700 per household. But they're giving Ukraine $3,000 per citizen. It's bullshit, man. Like, the Red Cross and the FEMA were definitely fucking people over. I don't know how much you guys have been looking into that. I heard a little, but I also heard that FEMA will run out of money, like, at the end of the month or something. We've had no, like, hurricanes yet, but they'll come, and there's no money left in FEMA for the rest of the year or something, unless, of course, Congress needs to give them more money. There won't be funding for FEMA until they fucking need it, and there will be funding, because there always is. But FEMA's a joke. Like he was just saying, it's like 700 bucks. Like, what's that going to do when you just lost your house? Well, that no, that was Biden. FEMA went down there with food and water. And the Red Cross, which is another fucking bullshit organization. But anyway, you you guys heard of like FEMA camps and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they set up outside of Lahaina. So Lahaina is like a holy land for the native Hawaiians. And they've already been fucked over before by the United States government. So they ain't buying this shit. So they're just staying. Even though their houses are burned down and shit, they're just staying. FEMA and the Red Cross were telling them, like, no, you got to come out. You got to come to this FEMA camp we got set up. And they're like, no, fuck that. So they won't give them any food and water. So people are coming in on boats, you know, sneaking in where they can, trying to help these people. FEMA's got the National Guard and shit helping them try to stop these people from helping the, the natives and stuff. It's bullshit. Yeah, before Hawaii was a state, wasn't that the capital? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I just know it's like... uh Kind of like a Holy Land type of deal. It's not just a city. It's not just a town. But I mean, they're not leaving anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, when the government doesn't get their way, they've been known to do some crazy ass shit. And if they start trying that shit down there, there's going to be all hell's going to break loose all over this country, man. Well, it feels like we're just like waiting for the spark to start something happening in this country. You've got I don't know how many sides ready to go at each other's throats over every every little thing. And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air, 
This is Florida man claiming to have AIDS brandishes a needle. I will stick you. And he will. And he probably did. He worked for the CIA, so he was just doing his job. It's about time you showed up. Captain Crunch's full name is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. Hashtag facts. So I opened up my bottle. And I told him it was okay. Because a father and son can have sex. And it doesn't make you gay. Then I took his penis right inside my rear. And it felt good and it's okay. Because it doesn't make me queer. I just wish I could have blown you in the jizzing People talking shit about Billy Joel, and uh, I'll listen to yours some more, too. <laughs> and that will do it for this week's episode. Please give us a five-star rating, and the first 10 people who leave us a review get a free autographed Leg the Eggs shower curtain. I mean, not really, but you can buy one yourself at Society6 slash Tallulah Sponge Cake slash Designs. Send us an email at legsandeggspodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Substack. Basically, we're everywhere. Thanks for listening. And just a friendly reminder, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. I'm